0: Hey everybody, this is Scooter. A great way to support the podcast is just to make sure you're subscribed in whatever your podcatcher you choose to use. That way it comes straight to you. And if you can take a time and re- write us a review on iTunes, uh, sleepinemepodcast.com slash iTunes, that would also be a huge help. So just go to sleepinemepodcast.com slash iTunes or subscribe in uh, you know, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Overcast, uh, dog catcher, pod catcher, pod. You know, podbot. That should be one. How come there isn't one called podbot? But yeah, someone invent one called podbot, uh, here is your newest podcast, podbutler. How about podbutler? Podbutlerbot. let scooter. That was Scooter's podcasting app, but it failed. You know. Because he, he, scooter even Scooter said, hey, bring me some tea. Playing the tea podcast. Hey, this is Tim Tebow, the Tim Tebow cast. No, 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 bring me some tea. Playing episode two of the Bow podcast. Hey, everybody, this is Tim Tebow. Just broke up with my girlfriend. I'm a little down. No, no, no. Okay, forget that idea. Anyway, I got distracted. That's it. If you can do that, that'd be a huge help. And just forget all the other stuff I said, and let's get on with the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain. Whatever's been racing through your brain. Whatever's got you up at night uh, and keeping you from falling asleep. I'm going to try to distract you from that. And the way I'm going to do it is uh, with a little bit of a... Well, tonight's going to be something a little bit different. Because uh, we're going to take a trip to the Dickens uh, Christmas Fair uh, on live on location recording. So anyone that's uh, you know if you if you if ambient noise isn't your thing, uh, you might want to just set the you know to set another episode up. I apologize, but we're going to take a long, languid walk through the Dickens Fair, really slow. We'll be listening to some sounds, but mostly I'll just be commenting on things. And taking my sweet old time. But what I what I try to do is when I say I mean to create a safe place. Uh, when I say I mean create a safe place, I'm going to try to just distract your mind from whatever's got you up. Whether it's your body, your uh, mind, your thinking, or your emotions, whatever's keeping you from sleep, I'm going to reach my hand and my voice across the deep dark night, and try to take your attention. So instead of thinking about all that stuff according to a lot of brain people they say we can only think of one thing at a time and they say well scooter he thinks of he thinks of nothing at the same but, but most people you can only concentrate or focus on one thing so if you just listen to me kind of hold me with a a little bit of your attention attention but don't take me too seriously. Then, if you drift off into sleep, I'll you know I'll be like a like a bird flapping its wings around, and you'll say, "Well, isn't that nice?" And maybe you were leaving the house, maybe something was on your mind, and then you saw the bird, and you said, "Well, oh, geez, whatever was bothering me, that bird—you know, three little birds outside my doorstep singing sweet songs, uh, just like Bob Marley used to say." And you might say, "If this is you, if you're new here, welcome. This podcast is a bit different." It is a little bit off the beaten path. This episode is the first episode I've ever uh, done on location with permission of the people at the event. So this is an experiment inside of an experimental podcast. But I always do my best to try to take your mind off stuff and and put you to sleep. It's a little more silly than other stuff. A little bit more meandering, slow. Well, I say slow. I say slow to develop. But a lot of people would say develop into what? And I say well, more like a pudding, or you know, slow to set. Or you know, we just put. It's kind of like a- I'm putting you in the bed fridge. You know, I'm gonna set you like some- set you in bed like some pudding. And you might say, well, just what qualifies you to do a podcast about? uh it's always, the podcast isn't about anything. Well, it's kind of a, what, what qualifies me to do, or why would someone, fair questions, want to do a meandering, lulling podcast. Well, one, I like telling stories. Uh, two, I happen to be a bit boring. And I, you know, I get distracted easily, so I'll start, you know, I'll say, hey, geez, at here. And I'll say, did someone just say bird? I think I was thinking about birds. Uh, But the real reason I do this practice is because I have trouble sleeping, and I had a particularly tough time when I was little. And so I really know how lonely it can be. And and I have an example. You know, just recently, I shared, you know, over the holiday weekend, I shared a hotel room with uh, three other people, you know, uh, so I was sharing uh, a bed with my daughter, and then there was a sibling, you know, a couple of other relatives in the room with me, and we were all packed into this one hotel room. Full size beds. It actually didn't have any. Initially, I fell right asleep, uh, but then I woke up two hours later. And I couldn't get back to sleep. And that's what a lot of people use this podcast for, fall asleep or also when they wake back up, they'll put it on to fall back to sleep. Because I woke up, I started analyzing uh, the temperature of the room. You know, why was my daughter hogging the bed? What was the best technique to divide a tiny full-size bed? Uh, Debating whether to get up and get out of bed. Debating, okay, what's the protocol with this younger sibling's girlfriend in the temperature of a hotel room. And that became an hour debate, and I'm not uh, joking or making it up. Where I was like, okay, court's in session. And they say, okay, call in the." way. This was all in my brain. And they say, okay, okay, wait a second, who's the judge? And then there's about 5,000 voices. We are. And I said, okay, so some sort of brain jury. And then I said, okay, who's the plaintiff? And they said, no, no, you're the defendant. We're the judges and juries and the plaintiff. And I said, okay. And they said, state your case. And I said, well, I'm kind of warm. I'm having trouble falling back asleep because it feels like this. And they said, it's in your imagination. Defend that position. And again, a few minutes went by when I was stunned by, I said, oh, boy. They said, Would you, "Am I in the right court? Because I just want to turn the heat of the hotel room down a little bit." And then they said, "You, you know, there was no gavel banging, luckily, because it might have woke somebody up." And they said, oh, you know, first of all, who are you to get out of bed? You might. Why aren't you asleep?" I said, "Well, I can't sleep; I'm too hot." And then they said, "Who do you think you are?" And I said, Is that?" I said, I'm not, "I'm not. I've made a pact never to do any philosophizing at bedtime." And then they, they took some notes, and then they said, no, no, who do you think you are to be, have a temperature preference? And he said, well, I don't... I, I said, maybe maybe some and, they, and I said, well, I was just trying to figure out if it was okay for me to be, drop the temperature a few degrees, because I don't know my brother's girlfriend's temperature preference, and I don't want to, you know... uh you know, she's, I guess, the guest kind of, so I don't, I don't, I said, but I'm really hot, you know. And then they said, drink some water. And I said, okay, I'll drink some water. It's not going to, you know, and they, and then again, they said to go back. Are you, are you mad? And they said, I don't think I'm imagining stuff. It really feels freaking hot in here. And there was way more debates, you know, I had to, there was a re, you know, they said, relocate your blankets. And I did that. And they said, no, I'm still hot. And then it went back and forth, back, and then I said, okay, please, just let me, can I just, and then they said, uh, finally, now, now I'm not doing it in real time, I said, I said, let me just, and then again, I said, who dare? How who dares get out of their bed and risk waking another human up? And I said, well, I'm tossing internal, I could keep some, I said, I just want to, again, I just want to lower the temperature a few degrees in here. And I have no blankets, and I'm hot. And, and, uh, you know, so if they lower the temperature and people have blankets. And they said, on what grounds? And again, I said, Jesus, my brain is stumping me. This doesn't seem right. And I said, okay, I'll give it one. And they said, yeah, that's right. Go try to go back to sleep again. And they said, well, it it may not. And they said, you can't sleep in this courthouse. And I said, well, you just... uh, so this went, and then I said, "Okay." And then they said, "Can't you try rolling over?" And I said, "Does the court recognize the fact that I've tossed and turned about five thousand times?" And I have this child next to me who seems to have some sort of nuclear—I don't remember her consuming any uranium—but she feels like she's she's you know radiating some you know intense heat here. And then I said, I beg, and I said, I throw myself on the mercy of the court, please. Please just let me turn down. And then finally, they said, this is ridiculous. Just turn down the heat or turn on. And then I went to the thing and it was off. I said, what the heck? And I said, the hotel must have. And I said, let me just turn the fan on, not the AC. And then I, did, I was trying, and then there was another court that was there about turning the light on or going to the bathroom, and then flushing the toilet court. And then finally I got back in bed, and once the fan went on, and they said, Well, a double bonus, it's a white noise too. And eventually there was a little breeze that wasn't cold. And eventually I fell back asleep. But this podcast is, I d- designed. Uh, to circumvent all that, things I go to the brain court uh, so you, you don't have to because I don't want you to go there. It's terribly lonely when you're there and you don't even know. You say, Gee, I, can't I get the ghost of Johnny Cochran in here or something, please? Like, I need somebody on my, you know, I need a bailiff. And they said, You're you and they said, A barrister, then. I said, Just give me a barrister. They said, Just give me a Bobby. I don't, I'll take anything with a B, you know, a mumble bear. And they said, you're on your own. and So I know in the deep, dark night, when you're, and I said, geez, this is just changing the temperature in a hotel room. So I hope no one goes through that level of rigmarole uh, like I do. And just in case you go through one millionth of a percent of it, it's too much. In my opinion, I want to save you from that rigmarole. Even if it's just to ease you back to sleep after you lower the temperature, like a a well-balanced person, you say, hey, I'll get up I'll lower the temperature. The other person can get back up and turn it back on. And then we can go down that road, which is a whole different one. So that's why I'm here is just to to skip that part. You say put scoots on. And for some reason, I'm able, I think it's like one of those vibrational fork things. What are those called? The U-forks. A tuning fork, they're called, I believe. And if you hold one, you cling. Every therapist, this must be in the book, of Therapist Metaphors, because I think every therapist uses this with me. And then they use it again, you know, in a new context. And then again, when I repeat the same mistake 50 times and I say, but anyway, they say the tuning fork metaphor goes like this. You tap it on something and it vibrates, and if you hold another tuning fork, it'll just catch the vibrations in the air, and it'll go to that same freak vibrational frequency. Now, I think somehow my brain is, you know, it's just—it's like a tuning fork of uh, the, the mental chitter-chatter. But if, if I can get it close enough to your brain, using my lulling, soothing tones, all your brain bots will be canceled out by all mine and you could just listen to me and then you'll realize Well geez, i don't have to pay that much attention because he's just he, he was talking about brain court and then i fell asleep and he, he you know so so that's it i just don't want you to have to go through that kind of stuff and i want to if, if it's that or what if you're just like you're stuck you say Well geez, i can't lower the heat if you gotta lie in bed there and they say, well, court is in recess, but you can't go to sleep. I want this podcast to maybe soothe you, maybe make you smile, and maybe make the time pass a little bit faster. I don't know. But that's one reason I do the podcast. And eventually I did fall back asleep, probably from the white noise and the breeze and the exhaustion. And because I didn't have to get up the next day, I, I, I got a little bit extra sleep. And that's what I want for you. Okay? I just want to save you that tension. So many am use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, and all that stuff. If this is your first couple of times here, just try it out. See if it works for you. See if it grows on you or not. But I'm glad you're here. And I hope I help you fall asleep. Thanks for stopping by. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. You can find me, you can comment on the website, you can email me, Sleep with Me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can comment on the website, did I say that? You can get us on Twitter at Dear Scooter, Facebook. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful. He does our music and edits and produces some of the podcasts. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. We have a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash N-O-D-S nods. And I want to thank Alexandra, Laura, y do y Julie C., Rachel L to the G, and Jennifer B. over there. And uh, we have uh, uh, Latitude runs our uh, subreddit over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Reddit. Uh, that's it for that. And this is a special episode coming to here. I want to thank Denise Lamotte and the Great uh, Dickens Christmas Fair for making this happen. This uh, is it going to be a live on location show. It may get extended to a second episode. I'm not sure yet, but uh, it, it takes place at the Great Dickens Christmas Fair, which is a one of a kind adventure in Victorian London, an elaborate party with hundreds of costume players performing and interacting with patrons over 120,000 square feet of theatrically lit music halls, pubs, dance floors, and Christmas shops. It's a twilight evening in Charles Dickens' London town, a city of winding lanes filled with colorful characters from both literature and history, enticing aromas of roasted chestnuts and hearty hearty foods fill the air. Uh, Cries of street vendors hawking their wares ring about above the bustling crowd, Uh, Dozens of lamplit shops are filled to overflowing with Christmas gifts. The Dickens Christmas Fair is a treasured Bay Area holiday tradition since 1970 and a splendid way to celebrate the holidays. And you can find everything at dickensfair.com. And it's now on the weekends through December 20th. And without further ado, I'll roll right into the Dickens Christmas Fair. Hello everyone, welcome to the Great Dickens Christmas Fair. I'm the ghost of podcast, well podcast present for me, but believe in our podcast future and past right now. As I welcome you to the Great Dickens Christmas Fair, I want you to walk through the entrance with me and hand in our tickets. And we might say, well, geez, why isn't I I walking through the fair with scoops? Why am I being escorted in with it? And listen to the sounds. And start to smell the smells roasted chestnuts, candied and spiced almonds. And you can hear the hearty chatter. And you can see people already raising their glasses of ale and cider, of tea and coffee and soda. And you can see the costumes as we step on the street and we're greeted by a great Christmas tree and sounds on the left. But to answer your question, why, why am I being escorted into the fair by the Ghost of Christmas podcast, present, past, and future? Well, podcast, present, because I'm recording this in the present in the past because not long ago little scoots walked through the fair and in the future you'll be listening to this but long ago in the past one weekend ago little andy scoots walked through the fair and as he arrived at the fair he was a bit nervous Uh, as he went into the bustling first entrance hall he forgot to turn on his microphone. And as he waited, he also brought a microphone to do a backup recording that he had never done before. But little Scoots learns quick. So it won't be long until we turn things over to him. But here we are, we're standing in the entrance to Dickens, London. We've been handed our map by the... Uh, and, and here... We say happy Christmas to all. But on the left here, you can start to hear the sounds from Fezziwig's dance party. At Fezziwig's warehouse, which is, you many of you may know what tales these come from, many of you. This could be something you can share with your children the adventure of discovery. As you read through this beautiful, beautiful map and guide to the fair... But as we pass through the lobby there was an ATM and a coat check, of course, and here we have a beautiful Christmas tree. And you could see a crowd is gathered about as the carolers are about to start singing. There's an almond stand in front of us. And a little pub to our right where you could buy alcohol and non-alcoholic beverages galore. And you can choose to go straight or right. Now, we're going to take it right here at this Christmas tree. And we're going to be on the Grand Concourse and just past this pub. It's a little shop where you could send out Christmas telegraphs and purchase souvenirs. On our right here are some nice Christmas shops which we will return to. And this is a great, this is the grand concourse, perfect for purchasing handcrafted gifts, uh, books, used books, you know, things for readers, there's things for people that love weaving, uh, for ceramics and wood. In jewelry, there's even Dickens fair T-shirts, and you'll hear tales of all these things. But you know that this uh, telegraph stand here is where you can have, you, and you'll hear the boys shouting, and you'll hear the telegraph boys and girls shouting. You can, you can sneak in here, and the best, my best advice is to say, if you're with a beau, or a family member, love, and say, hey, excuse me, I'm going to use the restroom, and then you come back to this. Uh, I come back to this telegraph stand, and you can send them a little telegraph, and you'll find out. Just stop here and send a loved one a telegraph while you're at the fair. But here along, you know, you just walk down the Grand Concourse, and as we walk, we'll come into Grenadier's Gate, and you'll start to notice all, all the different address. ...of the Dickensian figures... ...you'll see little street rats and urchins running by... ...and you'll keep your eyes out... ...for there's magic that can unfold at every turn here. My favorite things that you'll hear over and over again... ...to keep an eye out for... ...are the characters from The Christmas Carol... ...and Oliver. But you, you could also keep your eyes out for Miss Havisham... ...or just characters from this era and of course Charles Dickens himself is known to wander the fair as well as the Queen Queen Victoria but here at Grenadiers Gate, there's a place where you could get photos with your family you can smell the soaps wandering out of the soap shop and the, there's a wand stand here across the way there's a, a flower art and weaving art and jewelry and even there, there's a jam and jelly shop here. But we're going to take a step through these little archways, and you never know. What I love is that there's these transitional periods where you can't see much beyond, and you don't know what to expect, and it's only wonder around every corner.
1: And as we cross
0: through here, we're here on the London docks, and this is the Paddy West stage in the School of Seamanship. And we can even see little Scoots there. He doesn't know his microphone's turned off. He's getting a telegraph. Andrew, <coughs> there you From his brother. Oh, isn't that nice? And he was just getting a tour. for And you can talk to the characters here the characters London scoots was getting a tour from a man who scoots was so nervous he didn't catch his name but he was a wonderful Dickensian but scoots kind of panics, you know But here look at him he's smiling and that never happens ah the ghost of Christmas podcast present past and future but here we are on Paddy West stage and we're gonna stay here for a little tune they're about to strike up some music and you can see that there's shows throughout the day There's stages like this all around the fair And street sh- 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 acting unfolding at every turn But this Patty West stage, you know, you can hear Your, your nautical songs Your pirate songs Your seamen songs And I was trying to buy time till I thought of the proper term But I, it doesn't come to me now and there's a little the ship school where kids can learn uh, different knots, and you had so many opportunities for photographs, and just families to laugh and look into, immerse your child in, in a world uh, made. By, you can immerse your children in the stories, and then immerse them in the stories as they say, or as I say. But here we go. We see, I just saw Scoots pass us by. And I'm going to slowly drift off as you walk forward. See, Scoops is just inside this on the right. And this is a little inventor's shop here. Flockmacher, the inventor. There he is. And they're talking to Scoots. He's giving the scooters, trying to uh, interview him. And I think this will be some extras we might see. Uh, not related to this episode, because Scooter did do some interviews. But there is, there's all sorts of uh, steam-powered inventions in this mocker. You can see the sign every day at 2 p.m. he takes out his Steam Man, which is a robotic, uh, steam robot or something. But here's Scooter, and I'm going to drift off. As he exits and turns things over to him.
1: We have beautiful animals here. This is Flockmuckers. The highest of heights of human engineering and human wisdom are happening here, clearly. Where the limit's pushed and just a wonder of the world you should come in. and don't forget to come and see the steam man even they even have a horn that says in the event of a workshop explosion please kindly blow this horn and that's the flock mocker genius and as I bend the corner here we have something a little bit more grown up it's called the dark garden and it's a corset shop. Unique corsetry. Which is a... It's a good podcast word. Corsetry. It's a, something that's a little bit harsh on the end. Corsetry. And they are corset makers. They have models modeling the corsets. And it's right across from the Fiddles and Such Musical Instrument Emporium. And the uh, they have live mannequins that are not moving, it's, it's really, really cool, uh, they have the corsets and the rest of their wares, and it's exciting to see people not moving, uh, but, but dressed up, I wish I, maybe I could at some point get a, of well, the person that designs the displays, okay, so I'm going to be passing fiddles and such here. And there's another stand here they have fiddles and, and other things such as uh, banjos violins maybe uh, squeeze boxes uh, accordions eggs from an amazing chicken They have a, a quite a selection of fiddles so. If you're looking for a musical instrument or a fiddle, I'm getting some little music. It's a it's a nice little spot to stop in. I'm passing the restrooms where there's banners and things, a pewter, uh, Belena Bay pewter stands where you could get your pewter wares, whether it's. Figurines, nativity scenes, or cups to have your ale or soda pop in. A book press, the good book press. Just here, just passing that. The streets are covered, the streets of London. I'm in a quiet section of London right now, it seems. We haven't come across anything. Two, except for Mr. Flockmacher. There's an apothecary just passing the apothecary and over streets. And I hear some music not far off, not far off at all. Hail, moon, entertainment. I see a man with a vestigial tail or it could be something attached to his belt. And a wonderful uh, leather mask shop here. Peekaboo masks. With handmade masks. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful masks. Very, very interesting. And I've stumbled into a tavern area, which. Uh, I think I should be fine here, but uh, filled with people uh, enjoying their... enjoying their. Okay, so I'm just looking at and hearing the tales from Mad Sales Ale House. Dockside Ale House, where one of my favorite spots for entertainments and music... I just go over their schedule here. You have uh, Mad Sale, Brass Farthing, Pipe and Bowl Dancing, uh, Music Review, Patty West. So many things. And there's a, a actor here for some of the shows that I just... Uh, I would love to write a story about him. He's the man singing right now. You can just barely hear it, but one of my favorite characters, uh, I don't know what it is about it that uh, piques my curiosity. Pass Mad Sales. You can hear it. While I was in conversation with one of the members at Dickens London, I saw one of the Christmas ghosts pass a woman in white with branches uh, extending from her. But I'm going to keep going on. Here I am in an open space. Again, you turn a corner. The air is thick here. The music is rich. There's a band playing, a many person band. You can hear them. they also have a dart salon for the children. some lovely lovely music I find myself at Nickleby Road here I don't know what happens at Nickleby Road I believe this home here not far away Tavistock Square and this is Tavistock House And this is the home of Mr. Charles Dickens and family, Tavistock Square, Bloomsbury, London. Mr. Dickens is not in, but I think some members of his family are enjoying some time in the parlor, enjoying a meal here on Nickleby Road. Looking sharp, some gentlemen getting ready for the day, looking very sharp. And we actually even get a, 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 to peer into the kitchen behind Charles Dickens' home where cucumber sandwiches are being made for a high tea here on Nickleby Road. Fine gentleman's apparel is available, superior style, expert service, ready-made, fine quality, royal warrant, coats, trousers, waistcoats, shirts, neck wares, and jewelry, and men's clothiers. Right across the way is a Primrose Parlor. Primrose Alley. Primrose Parlor for the naughty and the nice. Feather Arts by Puma Mia. A flower shop. Right in, this is about as charming as it gets here. Tucked in between these two shops is uh, a little, lovely little flower shop in Primrose Alley. Let's see if I could get a picture of it. Mincing Lane is the street. It reminds me a bit of Penny Lane. But more mince. They have a velvet bedlam. Get another shop for beautiful women's wear. The lovely clothes clothiers. for London's leading Ladies. And we have Taylor working in his family, it seems like. Here we are at the square, watching a performer. There's another haberdashery. That's a hat shop or a polisher and comb. Suits and swords, hats and capes, fine gentlemen's accessories. But I just spotted the ghost, so I'm going off the beaten path. I'm standing at a distance. She went into a pub sponsored by Lagunitas Brewery. I can't see the name of the pub there. But I can see she went in. I don't see her coming out. The tipping, tipping tippling toad, it looks like. Some sort of a ghost, Christmas ghost. Oh, there she goes. I spotted her. And I'm attempting to follow her. We're now on Fish Street. And I'm following the ghost of Christmas something. She slowly walks along ever so slowly, she's without Ebenezer Scrooge, Mr. Scrooge, as they call him in these parts, Mr. Scrooge, and she's walking away from me, so I'm here, there's a Parade of the Queen that I'm looking to track down. So I'm going after the queen. Just in pursuit of the queen. There's the uh, stick dancers. I don't know what they're officially called, but. Here we are. I'm here in. Uh, Square. I don't know what this area is called here. Fish Street. I'm here on Fish Street. I hear people chanting, "All hail the Queen." Looks like the Queen is about to take the stage here. Some lovely music. And these are the layers you can expect here at the Dickens Fair. Music. People cheering for the Queen. Can't you can't get anything more lovely than this. And the Queen is on stage taking greeters. All else we can truly say is all hail the Queen. So they do some people watching. I'm in a pub. I may have a soda as we listen to some lovely music. Okay. So here I am. It's in view. Oh, this is the, the Crystal Palace is here. Queen is on the stage. I'm surrounded by uh, bee feeders or British British soldiers. I can't be quite sure. The Queen is... And the Queen's bow, boo-boo-boo, bow, are on stage meeting with children. queen is uh, surrounded by guards a beautiful beautiful queen a blue, blue ribbon adorns her chest with a glittering jewels a black and white dress I, I don't know if there's bustles on it if there were but if there if there was a time to have bustles there is this a uh, two layered hoop style dress black stripes, black fringe. She has what looks to be a cape and uh, white gloves. Young woman, this queen, inspiring, truly inspiring. And the young children on stage. The queen hangers-on are nearby. And uh, soldiers trying to get in the Queen's good graces. Oh, a gentleman just brought the Queen a chair. Queen, has her her crown is truly glittering, sparkling. And I think that's Prince Albert up there. I'm not sure, I met him earlier. Um, But he has a pocket watch gloves it is a heat strange winter heat wave in london today he also has a blue sash across his chest a wonderful a pin adornment we also have a preview of the great exhi- exhibition here at the crystal palace and maybe i could look into that Here we are at the, the Crystal Palace. We have a model, a beautiful model. Royal opening is uh, May the 1st, 1851. It will be closing October 31st, 1851. So I'm going to move on from the Queen and see what else I could see. We have another uh, messenger boy here at the fair. Hozier and Colm Haberdasher. I've been here before. I don't know how much time I've spent here. But here's a place I've never been, the Adventurers Club. where adventurers do roam in the middle of a meeting. And they meet regularly, I believe, to talk adventure. And we are on our own adventure, but nothing like these adventurers take part in as I look over what they do do here on Petticoat Lane. The scheduled events, the Adventurers Club, established London, 1832. Contemplation, open house, performances, writers' lectures, dispatches from the Royal Army and Navy, Pre-Raphaelite Art Academy, Society for the Dissemination of Useful Knowledge, afternoon lectures, Pre-Raphaelite Arts Artist Salon, the British Gothic Society. Christmas carols, officer's mess, and the social. And I think these are the afternoon lectures taking place right now. And this is not uh, just like my podcast. These are people putting in the fullest of effort. They, they're not just walking up and speaking nonsense. They are really giving real speeches. So he's giving a real speech. Here we have uh, a couple of sleepy folks here. We have a ladies fashion accessory. Madame Louise's hair braiding. I see live hair braiding going on here. Men and women. I'm always on the, we got a whistle here. Let's see what that is. Can I hear, oh, I believe the queen is coming this way again. The queen, the queen is walking. The queen is walking by. Happy Christmas, Your Majesty. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. The Queen just passed me. cannot say I've ever been more honored. And the Queen is stopped in the square. I'm in, uh, I think, Fish Street. And she stopped to do some shopping. I cannot believe this. But she is here shopping, the Queen, among us. I believe she's buying treats for the children. I believe. The kids having chocolate. Uh, The Queen is buying chocolate for the children. Just been informed by a fine Londoner. Let's see. this, This is the Queen here. Greeting, children. The queen is. It's crossed paths with the queen twice in one day. Is an honor. I can't even speak to. The queen moves on. I, I'm gonna move on in search of adventure. I'm a sleepy part of London here. The quietest part I've ever come across. And I see a sign for dangerous puppets. Jabberwocky. Conqueror Worm. A spectacular display of puppetry here. Beautiful, beautiful puppets. Handcrafted. And I believe... I've just stumbled onto Fagin's Den. My goodness, I have. The Academy of Music. And, and Nancy is here. I'm here watching Oliver Twist. Happy Christmas. Are you a this is Fagin's Den, <laughs> I just leave Fagin's Den behind. And I stumble onto yet another area I have not been here. We have a beautiful carousel. We have uh, whispers from the past. And a little place where you can make... Fairy houses, fairy toys, little trolls, fairy art. There's even a beautiful teapot that looks like a ship from a Terry, G- Terry Gilliam film. And there's games of fancy I'm in here, Boot the Cat, where you throw a boot at a wooden cat to see if you could knock it down, much like the carnival games of yore. A hand-powered carousel. Where children ride, there's a lion, an elephant, a giraffe, a zebra, a lion, an elephant. A tiger that's what I missed earlier beautiful tapestries hanging from it colorful bows and giant crystal ornaments and I stand here wondering they call it the adventure carousel wondering if I'll encounter Oliver Twist I did wondering if I'll encounter the Artful Dodger Bill Sykes, I was happy to meet Nancy. For those of you who know, Punch and Judy is one of my favorites, but I don't want to stop just for the show, but here is the... That was the warm-up for the Punch and Judy show. There's a paint garden, a shop labeled Curious Things, where curious things are sold. Curious poses. Whoa, a beautiful. Wow, I have to take a picture of this. I'll have to stop the recording. It's some sort of electrical elephant. You'll even see my reflection. So here I am, I just had a wonderful meeting with a couple of Londoners, and I'm standing here to see food for sale, roast beef sandwiches, the Roasting Beef Inn, Prince Edward's Pub, a place for refreshment, and the Green Man Public House where Charles Dickens comes to read the Christmas Carol twice a day. And across the room, I see that actor I talked about, I and mean, my favorite actor at the show, and the actor that most interests me, what is his backstory? I've told it so many times, I've made it up so many times in my head, not to break the spell of the Dickens Fair, but what is his regular life? But now is not the time or place for such things. He's reveling with his friends. Drinking ale, making merry. Oh, I just stumbled across. Quite an exciting thing. A the candle making shop where candles are dipped. And the candle is being dipped in some red wax right now. Then into some cool, cool water, and being placed in the in the shop's window, where the extra dripping wax is being carved off. Ooh, and the inside of the candle is a color of candy canes, and there's quite a crowd gather around because this is interesting. And the candle itself is hanging. And the candle maker is crafting and, and working the the warm but not hot wax and polishing it down, smoothing the edges. And you can still hear the lovely noise of the fair here. I'm on the watch. Behind me, there's a little noise of uh, noise. And here we go. She's carving the candle now. With a, like it's uh, stiff butter. Not soft butter, but stiff butter. She's making cuts in the side. And now she's rolling the cuts, just like petals on a flower. And beneath the red surface of the candle are layers of... White and green and white and red and pink. Now she's doing a second round of cuts. And it's a good thing that someone else purchased this candle because it does look like a candy cane. And I would probably start eating it to see if it tasted minty or pepperminty. Or at least I wouldn't lick it. I would bite it. I I like the texture of candle. This candle does look very tasty, texture-wise. I'm gonna get a picture here as she continues to carve it.
0: And now, hello everybody. It's me, the Ghost of Christmas, podcasting past, present, and future. And as you do- drift through the fair, no, we will return to the fair soon. But I'm going to take you. And, uh, you know, we're going to listen and just uh, some trailing off and then some thank yous. So just say goodbye to Scooter for now as he walks through the fair. And know we'll return to him soon. He'll be walking around with his little microphone. You know, is he breaking, you know, the the glass wall or whatever? Or is he just uh, having a little fun? Look at how uh, smiley he is. Oh, our little Scoots. In search of Miss Havisham. Maybe they will be wed this winter. Scoots and Havisham Scooter. Scooter have a sham Or maybe she'll take him You know maybe she'll take him under his wing And maybe he'll eat her wedding cake You know and then finally that cake Will be eaten Uh, You know And where is Pip Who knows but Pip is a wonderful thing to say Good day To you and good day To in London I want to say Good night and thank you for some iTunes Reviews good night to CO Commuter, who says it works. Thank you, CO Commuter, good night. Uh, traveling Trish, good night, He's asleep with me. And I may already thank you, but a uh, delightfully eccentric you've got it, best for a tie we one says, wow. If you wanna sleep a little, if you listen to stories if you can make it that far. Thank you, TI Weave 01. I wanna thank L ropes or I ropes one from Australia. Who says the podcast works every night? So grateful. Thank you. Thank you, I ropes. Uh, I want to, from Canada, I wanna thank Forte the ferret. Forte the ferret says yay. I uh, used to have awful insomnia, lie in bed, staring at the ceiling, begging the brain to fall asleep. Uh, these days, it doesn't take a half hour. You're, thank you, Forte the Ferret. I would say, Forte, uh, an F word that rhymes with uh, fabulous. Forte the Fabulous Ferret. And then, how lucky am I, Lucky be Bow from Canada, Lucky Bow, B-A-U-X, that's the correct spelling of bow, I guess, and Lucky Bow says they became an instant fan, thank you Lucky Bow, and good night, and then Genjuju from Ireland, Genjuju. this that sounds like a cool, that sounds like a new form, like the Zumba of martial arts, what Zumba is to dance and exercise, Scooter invented Genjuju. It's like uh, exercise and meets martial arts, meets dance, and they said, "Well, that's what our martial arts actually is already." Yes, I've got a Juju. and uh, for only one thousand dollars a year, you could find out more. But this is Jen Juju from Australia, Ireland. But this is Jen Juju from my house says, excellent, and it's wonderfully weird and thankful you Jen Juju okay over on Twitter I want to thank Babs I want to thank um, Deepak meet Deepak Dave Deepak Dave writing and let me know about your podcast okay Amanda I want to thank you and say good night Anna Pokemonsters good night Amanda with Sugar Lime uh, Julie C., thanks for that story idea. Melanie W., good night. I hope you're feeling better. I do. And thank you, Slankit. And thank you, Mr. D. Whitman, for taking care of Melanie. Uh, Evil hello, thank you again. Uh, Brandon A., good night. Thank you. Uh, faith, faith E, or Faith B, thank you for your faith in me to put you to sleep. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, Emily, uh, Lisa, thank you both for, uh, you know, talking about anxiety and stuff. Good night. Uh, L.A.B., Laurel, uh, my buddy in books, uh, was on a plane. Thank you. I'm glad the podcast helped. Uh, Michaela, thank you again. Uh, Lisa, another Lisa, thank you. Greatest Leftovers, thank you. Uh, Jennifer D., thank you. Illusion Away to thank you as always. Such a great supporter you are. Ingrid, thank you for that turkey picture. Jason, Jennifer, I hope you had a nice uh, Thanksgiving. And all of you, of course, too. Oh, San- Sandra G, aka Sandy Pants. Uh, Good night. Uh, this was on Twitter. I just realized you were seeing Sandy Pants from iTunes. Thank you. Uh, Christopher B., he's looking for which episode we discuss ethics of teleporting, so please let him know. Uh, Megan M, M, thank you. Uh, Rachadoodle, Lady Jane, good night. Uh, Karina, good night. Uh, Simon R., good night. Uh, Awkward Platypus, good night. Uh, little Lauren C., good night. chi Melissa uh, Melissa B and your little catty poo. I gotta get your cat's name, but good night. Joel D, good night. Thank you for that Thanksgiving. Thank you for thanking. Thanksgiving, thanks. Thanksgiving, thank, thanking. Joel D. And I know I mentioned a good night, but you, your picture looks like at a distance, so it reminds me of uh, David Lynch. Uh, Lauren G., thank you and good night. Alan QH, good night, thank you, good night. Emily, good night. Chelsea M, good night. Aaron D, good night. Tassia, good night. Tasia C, good night. Julia R. Laura, good night. Lauren G, good night. Lori S, good night. Jennifer B, good night. Julie F, good night. Jason and Jennifer, good night. Lindy, good night. Sean, uh, SB, good night. Linda P, good night. Aaron D, good night. Uh, Jude V, good night. Maggie D, good night. And good night to everybody. I'm so thankful for all of you. Good night.